Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, normally only about 13 or 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help someone in your life grow in their faith by sharing these studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. The theme is no guts, no glory. And that's an expressive statement. It basically is stating that if you're not willing to commit yourself to the task, then you'll not receive the benefits of accomplishing that task or that goal, whatever it might be. From the physical side of life, you may want to achieve something. You may want to own your own business. Well, are you ready? Are you willing? Are you determined, committed to applying yourself to making the commitment to get to that point where you own your own business? If you're not, don't expect to ever own your own business. Again, a whole lot of people dream about owning their own home, but they're not ready to make the commitment to do what needs to be done to get to the point where they can own their own home. Well, no guts, no glory. Live in relationships outside of marriage, outside of legal marriage. They typically fail because those relationships are based in a lack of total commitment to the relationship. And because if they're totally committed to the relationship and they say, we're just as married as if we had signed that marriage certificate on the bottom line, well, why don't you sign it? Well, no, we're not going to do, we don't want to do, see, you're not totally committed. And so those relationships typically fail. No guts, no glory. We talked about how the Bible is clear. You cannot expect salvation. You cannot expect the blessings of being a Christian. You cannot expect eternal life in heaven if you're not willing to become a Christian, if you're not willing to live the Christian life, if you're not willing to make the commitment. No guts, no glory. Faith in God is absolutely essential, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Faith in Jesus as God's Son and our Lord and Savior is absolutely essential. John 8 and verse 24. You cannot stand justified by, before God except through Jesus Christ, Galatians 2 and verse 16. And the only way to God and eternal life is through Jesus, John 14 and verse 6. God offers us all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, but only in Christ, Ephesians 1 and verse 3. And the Hebrews writer tells us that Jesus is the source of eternal life to all who obey him, Hebrews 5 and verse 9. A lack of commitment on our part can cause God to reject us. Jesus talked about that in John 12, verses 47 and 48. The Apostle John wrote that in 2 John, verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in, live by the teachings of Christ, does not have God. And 
a portrayal of that final day of judgment when Jesus comes back with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of God and from the glory of his power. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. No guts, no glory. Nicodemus was an example we looked at. John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. He had some faith, some degree of faith in Jesus, but it appeared to be on a, an undercover level. John 3, verses 1 and 2 talks about how he came to Jesus by night, seemingly under the cover of darkness. And yet he confessed at least a pretty fair degree of faith in Jesus, but it was still by night that he came to Jesus to talk to him. He's remembered later in John chapter 19 and verse 39 as Nicodemus, who first came to Jesus by night. Joseph of Arimathea was another secret disciple of Jesus. Luke 23, verses 50 through 52. In verse, in, again, in John 19 and verse 38, he is identified as having been a secret disciple of Jesus. Now, thankfully, both Joseph and Nicodemus came into the light, out of the darkness into the light when Jesus died on that cross. And they took the body of Jesus and prepared it for burial in Joseph's own tomb. The rich young man in Matthew chapter 19, and I want to read beginning with verse 16. Behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Now, once again, just as with Nicodemus and Joseph, this young man appeared to have some degree of faith in Jesus because first he comes to him, and then he asks him the very profound question, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He's seeking an answer as to how to, be, how to have eternal life, a home in heaven forever from Jesus. He's asking Jesus the, to answer that question that he has in his mind. So he, that is Jesus, said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to have eternal life, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. So Jesus responds in a specific statement. If you want to have eternal life, if you want to get to heaven, keep the commandments. Now he's obviously talking about God's commandments, and he clarifies that absolutely in the next verse. The young man said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now this was a sampling, several of the original Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses for the Israelites on Mount Sinai, going all the way back to the beginning of the wilderness journey after God had guided Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, out of that bondage that they were under in Egypt. And so there's no question that Jesus is telling the young man here, you need to keep the commandments of God. Well, the young man said to him, 
all these I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? So the young man had been raised to believe in God, to know and to live by these original Ten Commandments, and he's, but he still says, what do I still lack? Now, does that indicate to us that he recognized that something was still missing in his spiritual life and his spiritual commitment? So Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. He needed to become an open, dedicated follower of Jesus as God's Son and his Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior. Now, what was the response of the young man? When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, was Jesus saying there that everybody who would come to him as his follower needs to sell everything that he has and give to the poor and and then begin to truly follow Jesus? I, I don't think that's the message we're supposed to get from that. Jesus, being God the Son, knew this young man's heart. Why did the young man leave? He had great possessions. He did not want to part with his great possessions, with his wealth. He went away sorrowful, but he still went away, for he had great possessions. Now, I believe we can understand Jesus knew his heart from the beginning. Now, the young man wanted eternal life. He apparently had some degree of faith in Jesus because he came to him to ask him what he needed to do in order to have eternal life. But you see, he wasn't ready to make the full commitment. So he walked away from his Lord. No guts, no glory. Hopefully, he came back to full commitment or came to full commitment somewhere down the road. But we don't have any scriptural record of that. Many in Jerusalem, after the church was established, they came to have some degree of faith, apparently, to come to respect Christianity. In chapter 5, Acts chapter 5 and verse 13, we read this, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. Now, who is the them there? Go back to verse 12. Through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And then verse 13. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. Well, could we say Nicodemus esteemed Jesus? I think so. But it was under the cover of darkness that he came to him initially. Did Joseph of Arimathea esteem Jesus? I think so. He was a disciple of Jesus, but for a while, he was a secret disciple. What about this young man who came to Jesus, who was, and this young man wealthy? What good thing must I do that I may have eternal life? He apparently had some degree of faith in Jesus, but he walked away when Jesus told him what he needed to do because his heart was not right. Well, again, no guts, no glory. To come to God, we must come to him all the way, and we must come to him his way. To be a Christian, we have to come 
to Je- through Jesus. And when we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into Christ. And we must live our lives from that point on in Christ with total commitment. And that includes obedience to live by God's teachings. Jesus said in John chapter 12 and verse 48, whoever rejects my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Following Jesus, calling ourselves a Christian, includes living by his commandments, by his teachings. In John 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Let's pray. Father, help us. Help us, Father, to be fully committed to follow you through Jesus Christ, to live by your teachings faithfully, dedicated every day. And help us, please bless us to be strong in that commitment, Father. Protect us against all the ways of the devil to get us off track. Help us to stay on track, Father. Please, we pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.